0: He, according to the fashion of that day, flogged them, and his mother told them henceforth they should always be flogged if they said a word to her against her daughter-in-law. Young as Monica was when she married Patricius, her one desire was to win him to faith and holiness by her meek, loving, and faithful behaviour. When he stormed and raged at her in his passionate moods, she defended herself only by silence and waited till he should return to a better mind. In this way she escaped the blows and personal ill-treatment, which in that day so many women had to endure at the hands of heathen husbands. Her neighbours, knowing the sort of man to whom she was married, were amazed that she never had the black eyes and bruised body of which they, though married to gentle husbands, so bitterly complained. But Monica used to tell them that she, on the other hand, had never had to complain of even one day's domestic strife with her husband. The fault, she answered them, lay not so much in their husbands as in their own ungovernable tongues. In another way also, she set to the matrons of Tegasti an honourable example. She was a universal peacemaker. When ladies quarrelled and poured their immeasurable abuse of one another into her ears— Instead of repeating it, she let it go no farther, and did her best to reconcile the foes. "'I should have thought this a small virtue,' says Augustine, "'if I had not learnt by experience the endless troubles which, "'when the horrid pestilence of sins is flowing far and wide, "'are caused by the repetition of the words of angry enemies and by their exaggeration. "'It is a man's duty to do his best to alleviate human enmities by kindly speech.' not to excite and aggravate them by the repetition of slanders. Monica bore to Patricius at least three children, Augustine, Navigius, and a daughter who is not named, who afterwards became the abbess of a community of nuns. Augustine was born when Monica was twenty-three years of age, and she had once made him a catechumen, so that even as an infant he was signed with the sign of the cross, and received the sacrament of salt. She had to struggle from the first against the evil example set to Augustine by his father. But she taught him from the earliest years the name of Jesus, and its sweetness lingered in his memory, even in his worst excesses. Augustine might have said, as was said by Lord William Russell when he stood on the scaffold, I thank God for having given me a religious education, for even when I forgot it most, it still hung about me and gave me checks. We may now follow for some years the direct guidance of Augustine himself. He is one of the very few men who, like Dante in his Purgatorio, and Bunyan in his Grace Abounding, and yet more directly Rousseau, though in a manner widely different from Rousseau's, has left us his confessions. With holy audacity he lays bare to us the history of his thoughts and passions, the secrets of his life and heart. His objects in writing the Confessions were manifold. If he at all resembled other men, it must have cost him a bitter pang thus to reveal the sins of his youth. But he thought, and mankind has confirmed his judgment, that it was well for one among so many millions to say what God had done for his soul. He wished to be known as he really was, and as he once had been. Of that book he writes to the Count Darius, See what I was in myself, and by myself. I had destroyed myself, but he who made me remade me, and when you have found me there, pray for me that I may not fail, but may be perfected. He also wished to stir up others to the love and fear of God, as they read what he had done for his soul, and to show us that God has made us for himself, and that our heart is restless till it rests in him. He thought, too, that men, encouraged by reading how God had led a sinner to forsake the error of his way, might be led to say with him, "'Narrow is the home of my soul, that thou shouldst come to it. May it be expanded by thee, it is ruinous, restore it. It has much to offend thine eyes.' I confess and know it, but who shall cleanse it, or to whom else shall I cry but thee? Cleanse me, O Lord, from my secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Augustine's Confession